Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. That was the 6 p.m. nonstop news feed. This is the Mark Aram Show. Going to make you uh, laugh and hopefully not cry for the next two hours. We're on Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. I'll tell you who's going to be in a great mood for the next two hours. And don't don't try to sour our moods. Chuck and I are walking on air right now because in an hour and 52 minutes, the Deadwood movie premieres on HBO Longoria. I know, so, I can't wait. I'm so excited. There's nothing, you're a Deadwood fan as well? Yeah, I got three oh, episodes yeah. to catch up and then right. I'm going to record it. Yeah, Deb it. Green is having a Deadwood party. Oh, I got a costume and everything. A costume, I'm so excited. So uh, you can't harsh my mellow today, folks. I'm just, Let's just talk about Deadwood for the next I would love to. We are going to, so Deb was uh, great enough to go back to the Buford Mark Aram Show archives and find my yeah, interview with, with Ellsworth. So we're going to play that in the second <laughs> How long hour. How did that take you? Uh, it was a day and a half. Yeah, yeah. it was a while. Since yesterday. Yeah. Wow. Because Buford used to put the, our our podcasts up without any uh, description on them. And nothing's labeled. It's nothing's labeled, labeled like four. Yeah. April. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to play four that. for April. Uh, we got comedian Dale Jones, who's a really funny dude, is going to be in studio. Brittany from uh, Access Atlanta uh, talking about some fun stuff. This week. But literally, I'm, I'm, we oh, waited. I can't wait. For years for this. To, Almost to 10 happen. years. Almost 10 years. Yeah. Very excited. So, Deadwoods oh, so tonight excited. at 8 p.m. Uh, I'm uh, going to burn rubber getting oh, I'm, out I'm of here. I'm glad I got in late, late, into late because my gap between sure. the third oh, yeah. season and now is The not, problem was the third the third season ended and we have assumed to wait. a fourth season was coming. Well, yeah. I mean, they left you with the intention of yeah, there being much more back. story to tell. So, it's but, been very uh, We finally get something. I just hope it's good. Um, I want to talk about this story. Uh, breaking today from the SEC games or the SEC meetings, I guess it would be. Uh, they, I think they have them down in uh, Destin, Florida. I've been down there for those. It's, it's pretty entertaining stuff. Uh, the Southeastern Conference uh, today announced a revision to its existing limitations on the avail- availability of alcoholic beverages at athletic events. Under this revised policy, each institution in the conference now has the autonomy to determine the permissibility of selling alcohol beverages in its athletic venues subject to certain constant-wide alcohol management expectations. So they basically SEC greenlit every school in the SEC to sell beer at football games if they want. Now it's up to the individual schools. And we got a statement from uh, Greg McGarity from the uh, University of Georgia. He is the director of athletics, of course. He says, quote, I'm sure we will take time in carefully reviewing both internally and externally all the facets of the new policy and make appropriate decisions that are in the best interest of the University of Georgia. So uh, Georgia is going to w- think about this. For about five more seconds. I, I, I don't know. You don't think so? I don't know. I don't think this is automatic go for them. It should be. It should it be. Sh- yeah, it, money. Yeah. money, yep. Well, th- they're doing fine. You know, there's, yeah, that's one it, thing that UGA isn't hurting. They're like, oh, we get another 50 grand at beer sales. When I you mean, were in school, you didn't just flask it anyway? Oh, I yeah. Mean, well, yeah, there's a little cut down on all of that. I don't know. And, and for a couple of reasons. First of all... It, if, if you've been, like Deb mentioned, if you've been to a, a, an SEC football game, 
there's a lot of drinking before the game. There's a lot of drinking during the game. There's a lot of drinking after the game, Longoria. This, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a day long affair. That's why when they have, when they have those 7 p.m. kickoffs, it's it gets ugly. It, oh, get, yeah. it gets ugly because people are still tailgating at noon. Uh, the only thing was uh, if you didn't drink in the stadium, and a lot of people didn't, I guess. Mm-hmm. I know I did. Um, you'd get that, you know, three-hour window to, like, sober up a little bit before you went back out and hit downtown Athens. I don't think it's an automatic yes because there comes – again, the school is not hurting for money. They're flush with cash. Big money donors. They can afford to pay their head football coach millions of dollars. They're taking in amazing amount of money with SEC revenue. Um, it's. I don't think it'll be a financial thing for them. They have to weigh the the benefits and the detractions that could come from allowing alcohol sales, increased insurance. I'm sure insurance would go up for for the st- for the school inside the stadium. It it depends on how badly the big money donors want this, and I don't know if they do because the big money donors are already allowed to drink in the suites. Like you can, I've I've had alcohol in suites at at Sanford Stadium. Like, you can still drink there. The kids in the student section, they're drinking, but as Deb mentioned, they're bringing in flasks and they're doing that. So I don't know. I just want to check your temperature, folks, if if you think this is a good idea or a bad idea to allow uh, alcohol sales inside Sanford Stadium during uh, the football season. Four oh four. going to be 9 to 1. Everybody's uh, going to be yeah, for this. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it, but the thing is, we unless you're a big money donor, you don't have a say in this. I just want to know if people think it's a good idea or yeah. not. I can see arguments on both sides. 404-872-0750, wsb talk As an average fan, I think it'd be great. But you also have to remember, the beers are going to be expensive. You know, you're, you're well, drinking. Sure. It's just like going to any other sporting exactly, event. The beers exactly. are cheap. Don't they sell beer during, like, big games, like finals and playoffs and stuff anyway, like when they come play at the Dome or the Benz? So yes. it's really not that much different. It's just during the school season. But do you want to sell uh, alcohol to, uh, in the game against Vandy, you know, in <laughs> yeah. November? That, that's the that's the question uh, that, that the lays downside. at the feet. I think, you know, more hassles. I think yeah. it's more of the student body than anything else. It's not – I think if you do this – you you have to stiffen the penalties. If you're if you are a co-ed and you get caught drinking, you're underage. Uh, the the penalties get stiffer. I'm just saying, if you're uh, food insecure, you don't have the money to be buying <laughs> yeah. booze for eight dollars a glass anyway. So it's not a big deal. That's they're, my point. The kid like the kids. You know what I mean? The they're, they're still going to sneak it in anyway. Yeah, Correct. The student section, I don't think is going to be buying them. Yeah, Agreed. I, that's, th- that's I really don't. A, a very good me point. in college was not it's too paying, much. Yeah, I'm not paying. I mean, I'm. I rarely. I won't to this day pay twelve dollars for a beer or whatever they go for. Well, and I certainly couldn't in college. So yeah, they're still going to do the Deb Green round of putting the flask in the bra. Yesterday, UGA President Moorhead uh, released this statement, said, "I think we got it right at UGA, so I don't see any uh, see us making any significant changes." Uh, but they're open to review following Friday's league vote, which happened today. So yesterday, George is like, "Listen." Sell or no sell, we think we're doing it okay right now. That's why I don't think it's an automatic slam dunk. What what the what is the upside for the University of Georgia? How much money do you think they could sell, uh, make if they opened up liquor sales and alcohol sales at games? You know, it's not many games a year. I I don't know financially. If, I mean, I think it'll be pressure if every other school in the conference does it. There's the peer pressure factor. Yeah, and they might you're right. They might not do it this year, but I guarantee every one of them within 3 years will be selling alcohol. Yeah. You know who's doing it? 
Kentucky. Of course. Uh, they've already red stamped it. They're like, oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. They're going to put a distillery in the yeah, back. Exactly. <laughs> Florida. University of Florida is oh, like. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They're already yeah. like, uh, you know, handing out free jean shorts uh, <laughs> with beer, beer cozies when you come exactly in. Exactly right. So your thoughts on that, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Should UGA or any of the SEC schools allow alcohol sales in football games? And it wasn't specific. I think this opens it up. If I'm reading the SEC ruling today correctly, this could also lead to alcohol sales at women's volleyball games or baseball games. Or That's where you need it. Chuck's track. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah, maybe you're Drinking right. Drinking at a track meet, all yeah. day track meet. Absolutely. Like I'm 100% the in. The swim meet. Yes. You know, all right. Jello shots. That is like <laughs> Jello that, shots. That would bump up the atten- uh, attendance there. So, your thoughts on whether they should or should not uh, allow alcohol sales at athletic events 404 872 0750 1 800 WSB Talk. The funny thing is, the first college football game I ever went to okay. was the University of Georgia game. And I don't think I could ever top that experience for like as far as a first uh, college football game. Because in Connecticut, I didn't even know what college football was. Like half the kids in school rooted for Notre Dame, half rooted for the University of Miami. I didn't really have a team. I was like, whatever. Um, and then I moved down here and realized how big it was. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember in 1996, I moved down. And 680 was was part of WSB's radio, and it was a sports station. And Chris Domino was on the air, and it was October, and it was the Braves and the Yankees in the World Series. And I, as being a huge Yankees and Braves fan, I was so excited. And I'm listening to sports talk with Chris Domino, and they keep, they're talking about college football. And I'm losing my mind. So I called up. This is before I worked at WSB. I was like, dude, the Braves and the Yankees are in the World Series, and you're talking about Georgia against South Carolina? What the hell is going on? He goes, are you new here? I'm like, well, yeah, a couple months. He goes, yeah, no, <laughs> SEC hilarious. football. And I was like, really? He goes, yeah, this is bigger. B- bigger than the Braves and the Yankees in the World Series was college football. My Real quick, my first SEC game, Ted Clark, who used to be Jay Black, takes <laughs> okay, me to the okay. game, takes me to the game, and um, takes me up to the press box. I get to see the press box. We get great seats. Um, we had tailgate, like a station tailgate. And then after the game, we go back to the press box, take Larry Munson, down the stairs, out through campus to go to Steve Holman's son's fraternity house for a party. And I, I knew who Larry Munson was vaguely. Yeah. It was like I was walking with Jesus. The voice of the dogs. At that time, Oh, yeah. my God. Like, every person on campus came up, hey, Larry. And I'm like, oh, like amazingly look, hot-looking co-eds are coming up, giving him hugs. I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. Swimming in his way. I yeah, walked across campus way. with Larry Munson. That was the first uh, experience I ever had at a college football game. I don't think it'll ever be topped. It was fantastic. And they got the party with Steve Holman, the voice of the Hawks. It was great. All right, should or should they not be serving alcohol at SEC sporting events? 404 872 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. SEC approved today a revision of their alcohol policy will allow individual schools in the Southeastern Conference to determine whether or not they sell alcohol at athletic events. So the ball's in UGA's court, Florida's court, Kentucky's court. What's going to happen with these schools? Should or should they not allow alcohol sales at sporting events? 404-872-0750. Joe's in Gainesville. Joe, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hi, thank you. Um, 
I think uh, first, I think that if they do decide to do this, that they need to take some of the revenue and give their law enforcement a, a bit of a bump in, in their paychecks. Because oh yeah, that's another added expense for yeah. sure. Is, is they'll need more law enforcement at the games. Yeah, there's already you know um, issues at. Uh, I'm sorry, Brad. We lost your signal there, buddy. Laurel's up on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Laurel. Hey, how are you? Excellent. What's going on? Um, I was just trying to remember, and I tried to Google it before I called. Um, I was a student and graduated from EGA in the mid-'80s, and I remember an incident. Um, I guess this was before plastic, but a girl – was a girl killed at Sanford Stadium? Um, someone threw a glass bottle from maybe one of the upper – levels and i know that's when they really really cracked down on that uh, Ooh, i'm not sure 80s. that that's before my time but uh, devil checked during <laughs> the news that uh but that happened i mean that people die at, at at professional baseball games too there was one i think it was at turner field the guy fell off the uh the upper deck yeah. and died I, I don't remember that glass bottle story we'll check during the news the sec says hey it's up to you schools individually to determine whether or not you should sell alcohol at the games uh this is the home of the dogs what do you think they should do at sanford stadium and all other sporting events in the classic city. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Hey, this is Ray Liotta, and you're listening to The Mark... Mar- uh, One hour and 21 minutes away from the Deadwood movie on HBO. I am ecstatic. Happy Friday to you. Coming up on the show, comedian Dale Jones, Jim Beaver from Deadwood, and Brittany Tannenbaum from Access Atlanta. The SEC today puts the ball in individual schools' courts on whether or not they should sell alcohol at sporting events. Should UGA and the other SEC schools allow alcohol sales at sporting events? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Andrew joins us in May Retta. Andrew, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mark. Love your show. Thank you, hey, brother. This, is what, this isn't what I called you about, but when do you sleep? <laughs> Four a, uh, let's see, noon to 4 p.m., and then 11 p.m. to 3 a.m., so two four-hour – I try to do that, two four-hour blocks. You're on in the TV when I wake up. You're on the radio when I go home. You're always on, man. I, I just um, – I got mouths to feed. Longoria, low T, Deb Green. <laughs> well, Deb, not so much. She doesn't eat that much, but I got I to gotta hump it, man. Hey, I was uh, thoughts on the this thing. I think that this was just a matter of time when you think about the way college sports are going and the entertainment deal that fans are looking for right now. And the fact is, I mean, most of these campuses, you already have drinking and stuff going on in the campus. Oh yeah, what's the big deal in the in the in the tailgating that kind of thing? And maybe maybe this starts leading to a little less binge drinking or. You know, people trying to sneak things into the stadium. That's a good point. So I I used to date a girl when I first started WSB Radio. There was an intern here. When her internship ended, we started dating. And she was was a senior at UGA. And I used to go up on the weekends and go to the games. And we tailgate before the game. It was a great situation. Tailgate before the game. Drink. You go into the game. Come back and you party it after. And I was like 24 years old. It was fantastic. Um but you're right because if if the students knew they couldn't go in, they couldn't bring alcohol in. Like you know, some of them didn't bring it in. They would slam like four beers before they went in, which is not healthy, Longoria. No, no. you shouldn't be doing that. Or take right. like four tequila shots. Or so maybe the the pressure of not having to slam those drinks before they enter the gates might eliminate some of the binge drinking. But I think I think the point, like I'm thinking about UGA basketball games now. Like the attendance there is like meh. But if you're serving beer at a basketball yeah, game, make it social. Yeah, make it uh, like Phillips Arena. 
That place is, or whatever it's called now. What State is Farm. State, State Farm, Farm Arena. Like, that's half club, half basketball game now. Like, people are going there to drink and be in the club. And hang and, out. And hang out. And, oh, there's a base, there's a basketball game going on. So maybe that's SunTrust. Yeah. It's a place to hang out and drink. And yeah. Maybe there's a baseball game. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So maybe that will help the uh, the stuff. Jonathan's in Jefferson. Jonathan, you don't drink, right? You're you're only 18 years old, correct? I got I to uh, do my magic trick if you want me to. I sure. Go ahead, buddy. Here's what I want you to do. Pick a number between 1 and 10. 9. I I know what your number is. Okay, <laughs> so what I want you to do. Okay. Your head. So, do, 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 yours 9. So, I tricked you. You got me. You did. Well done. Yeah. Good job, Jonathan. Great magic trick, buddy. You want, me, you want me to tell you how I did the magic trick? I would love to know how you did that magic trick. Okay. You know, my friend Erica, mm-hmm. she teaches me how to do magic tricks. That's a good friend, so and she taught you that one. So, yeah. You uh-huh. want to you know, do that, too. So. Well, shout out to Erica. Jonathan, have a great weekend, buddy. Always good to hear from you. Robert's up next on the program. Hello, Robert. Hey there. I'll be to the point. You don't want to do a magic trick? <laughs> well, I was putting away groceries when I heard you call my name. Oh, I'm sorry, Robert. Go ahead, buddy. All right. Anyway, um, be interesting with the underage college students uh, being able to buy um, beer or whatever alcohol. And number two, University of Georgia is originally going to be in Watkinsville, Oconee County. They say moved it to Athens, Clark County. Because it was dry? Nearby, and they didn't want to corrupt the students with alcohol. There was a, there was what nearby? You broke up a little bit. What was it nearby? A pub. Oh, um, I got you. Okay. Look at that. Little, little known factoid right there. Now, just for the record, if Georgia allows alcohol to be sold to the games, it doesn't mean underage kids can oh, drink yeah, it. Yeah, you no. still have to be 21. Right. That that's If they do do this, they will have to stiffen... The penalties if you are underage and you're caught drinking, like you're banned from Sanford Stadium for a season or something like that, to try to they have to, even if it's not effective, they have to be on the on the forefront of trying to like stem underage drinking. Bryce is in Madison, beautiful Madison, Georgia. How are you, Bryce? Good. How are you? I'm thinking about Love retiring. I'm retiring to Madison. What do you think about that? Is that okay? I think it's a great place. I, actually, I'm in the little town of Buckhead. If you've ever been oh yeah, there. absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Um, I think he just said a new low with that magic trick, in my opinion. I'm sorry. Um, I mean, he said, you know, he's a magician. A magician doesn't tell their tricks. He got me to hey, say I'm an LSU fan and alumni, so enough said about booze at Understood. football games or any game. Understood. I think uh, I think it will. they'll need less police because the fans that are drinking beer at the tailgate won't have to switch over to liquor. That they sneak into the game. Good point. That which is which leads to uh, yeah, know. beer before liquor, never sicker. Liquor before beer. You're in LSU. What was it like going to well, LSU? I can't imagine what what a what an experience that was like. Uh, drugs, sex, rock and roll. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> it was a good. I'm assuming it was a good time then. Yes, it was, and and you do manage to get some studying yeah. in. See, I didn't. I didn't even go to a party school. I went to a small Catholic college. But I, I, I got my partying in and didn't go to class. So I can't even imagine, like, me at LSU, that, I wouldn't have survived. It would have been rough. 
We're going to come back more of your calls. Uh, it's up to UGA and the other schools in the SEC now to decide whether or not they will sell alcohol during athletic events. Your thoughts on that? 404-872-0750 on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. The Mark Aram Show. Tori joins us in Griffin. Tori, what do you think? Alcohol sales at SEC athletic events, yay or nay? You know, I'm not sure what, what George is going to do. Uh, I've been told all of my life that UGA was originally going to be in Sparta, Georgia, Hancock County. Okay. But went to Clark County in Athens because it was a dry county. Yeah, that, that so makes I sense back in the day. that decision was true, uh, 40 years, the only proof I guess I have is 40 years of, of stories. But from county commissioners and everything else down there, that that My sounds like it could be is true. That was going to happen. Yeah, and if that's the case, I wonder if they would turn on that and go, "Hey, let's start selling alcohol." Yeah, uh, I, we'll see. Uh, again, um, it's up to each individual school now. We'll see what Georgia does. Daniel, what do you think? Alcohol at SEC athletic events, yay or nay? Uh, I mean, I don't have a problem with alcohol, and I don't have a problem with people drinking. But I mean. You gotta factor in the younger crowds. I mean, the younger kids. I mean, at this point, I mean, they're gonna start serving alcohol. What to the general public? But I, I also heard that it may be cordoned off to uh, the McGill, like a certain club or an. Well, that's that's the way it is now. Like if if you're in the in the suites, I've I've drank in the suites before. This really impacts the 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 average fan, not the student that can't buy beer. And the this, the kids are gonna do what the kids do. This just impacts guys like Chuck and Longoria. I know. I saw that. I saw it too, Joe. What's going on, buddy? I well, I got uh, two kids at Georgia, and I'm telling you, there's not going to be any more or less drinking if they legalize it. Everybody <laughs> But that's it the thing. Like, So for your kids, it's going to be the same. But for me and you, we can enjoy a nice cold brew if uh, you know we decide exactly. to go to the game. So you don't have to bring vodka in the water bottle. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not saying I've done that as a 45-year-old man. Not saying I've snuck booze into uh, an establishment. Uh, all right, when we come back after news, weather, and traffic, we got some breaking news to cover. Cheryl Castro is going to do that, a shooting at the public uh, Virginia Public Works building. Then we're going to come back with Dale Jones, a great comedian, uh, on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I want this town to be near you. Welcome back. Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show. The temperatures keep climbing. They keep rising 90 degrees. Today was a seven on the Aram back sweat meter. Uh, If you want to stay cool tonight, tomorrow or Sunday, I suggest you head straight to Buckhead and check out our next guest in the program. Longtime friend of the Mark Aram Show, now a permanent Georgia resident and a stand-up comedian extraordinaire, Mr. Dale Jones. How are you, Dale? I'm good. How you doing? Who reads your uh, back sweat meter? And it, where do you keep that? <laughs> it's in my car. Oh, it's in your car. So okay. it, it's crazy. I mean, I'm a sweater regardless because I'm, I'm a chubby guy. Um, but since the this heat wave has come up, driving in, I even have cooled seats in my car. I got a nice car with cool... I come in, my back is just drenched with sweat. So like the Mellish meter, he gives the weather 1 to 10. I do the Aram 
back sweat meter. Okay. So it's, I just wonder if that was that would be an awkward conversation. Just walk up and say, "Could you read my yeah. back sweat meter?" <laughs> That's the job for the summer intern. To, and they uh, to they read, tell you to leave Target to read my back sweat. <laughs> um, Dale's in studio. So Dale, last time I saw you uh, was back in December before Christmas, and you had uh, just moved into Georgia or promised or were about to move into Georgia, but now you're here officially. Right. Yeah, I got a house in uh, in Jonesboro, and uh, and it's a big house. And the uh, the good thing about having a big house is it gives my stepdaughter a lot of choices for which door to slam <laughs> many doors yes all right is that still a thing how old is your stepdaughter she is a uh, 20 oh my really at that yeah. point i'm, she's I'm thinking 15 like 11 in her head and 20 year old body and thinks she's 40 wow all right yeah. i'm not to play dr phil here but a why is she living with you at age 20 she uh just moved from florida so okay. so we got the house and uh, she was living in florida for a long time yeah. with uh her aunt and, and got her finished. the hell out of that state. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she got out of Florida and wanted to see something new and come and stayed with us. All right. Yeah. And but she's, just, yeah, you know, she's 20. She's got a lot of, she's living for free. She's yeah. got a lot of free time to fill. It's hard life. I mean, she's got to figure out where she's going <laughs> to tan or take a <laughs> selfie. That's, well, listen, bless her heart. If she can get away with that, I would love to have been uh, a kept man at 20. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I was on the road. Yeah, I was working and going to school and I was, yeah. struggling, trying to trying to get food in my belly. Well, well, good for her. Last thing I wanted to be was near my parents. Yeah, absolutely. My, well, the <laughs> funny thing is, as soon as the day I went away to college, my parents, tra- they threw out my furniture, my bed, and all of a sudden that was the office. They're like, there, you have no option to come back Right. Home. Yeah. Right. I used to always figure, uh, now I know why all my friends didn't have doors in their uh, house. <laughs> because they get slammed. It's hard to slam air. Unbelievable. <laughs> we gotta, I'll, I'll talk to the home fix-it guy, Dave Baker. Maybe we could put some sort of cushioning on the doors. That'd be cool. So they don't slam. We could do soundproof doors. It, that'd be awesome. Yeah, awesome. that'd yeah. be fantastic. And, and put padding on the inside of her room. <laughs> padding, straight jackets. <laughs> right. I didn't really get deep into the uh, the family uh, That's situation fine. That's here. fine. But, no, but I threw the that. point it was... I'm glad you're in Georgia, and hopefully you'll see you more often at the Punchline. Uh, he's uh, at the Punchline tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. Tickets available online at punchline.com. I'm glad you're in, Dale, because last night on the show we talked about uh, staycations. I've never really been a staycation guy, right? but traveling is kind of exhausting, so I want to get into the staycation thing. But I think traveling might be exhausting for me because I'm not very good at it. And and you as a stand-up comedian, your whole life is travel. I mean, you're on the road all the time. Pretty much. Do, can you offer any advice to me and the listeners of – Things you've learned over the decades of travel, like shortcuts or life hacks and what makes things easier for you to travel? Yes. Do not go to a rest area at 2 in the morning. <laughs> Never. Nothing good happens there. All right. And if there is, if you do need to sleep in a rest area, give the guy that's in the van, the security guy, 20 bucks and okay. say, watch your car. Because uh, my wife's a comic, too, and she woke up one morning, there was a homeless guy eating a banana and just staring at her. Oh, my goodness. Really? <laughs> I'm trying to think if I've ever slept. I have slept at rest areas, yeah, uh, but it was in my younger, uh, more innocent years. I don't, I don't, I, I can now afford a hotel, right? So I will stay at a hotel. Yeah, definitely do the so hotel. So that's that's off the, that, the rest that's, areas. That's is a good one off the table. Also, don't go to a Cracker Barrel or a Waffle House on Sunday because everybody after church goes there. You can't get in there. Yeah. You can't get in. You that's ridiculous. The lines. And uh, also, I've realized since I quit. Um, since I, I backed off on drinking, right? Uh-huh. So I figured out why Cracker Barrel isn't open 24 hours a day. Because of because guys you don't, like you. you right. <laughs> and you don't want, when you name your place as Cracker Barrel, you don't want the sign uh, crack lit up at 2 in the morning. <laughs> I'll tell all, you. All the meth heads will be out front in the rocking chair. You bring a, you bring a good point up on <laughs> Cracker Barrel, though, because you have to time that. There are certain restaurants you have to time. Right. Like, you can't go between this hour and this hour. So Cracker Barrel, you got to get in there at 7 a.m., or like 2 p.m. Right. Because in that middle time, especially on the weekends, 
If you drive up and you uh, drive up and you see, you know, forty-five seniors already in the rocking chairs out front, you know, you know, you're not getting served anytime soon. Exactly. That's, there's a big line there. Another good tip is a uh, continental breakfast are horrible. They're never. They're never Don't good. Do those. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So when you're staying in a hotel, uh, you're on the road. You're a comic, professional comic for decades. You're hilarious. You're staying at uh, La Quinta. Right. I'm just saying that. And they have a continental breakfast. You don't even try it, or do you stay? You just do cold cereal, or you get breakfast on your own. How does that work? I usually just get breakfast on my own. Everything I've done. I, when I see the guy with the dirty fingernails working the waffle maker, I'm out. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> yeah. I've never had good luck, but um, like on on the hot breakfast, even hot breakfast, are like oh, there's eggs and bacon, and I'm, I look at it and it looks shady, and you've you've got people picking at it that you don't want to be picking right. at. I usually go for like I'll just make some toast. Like all right, I'll toast it. Whatever bacteria is on there, the toaster will kill. <laughs> and then I'll, that's what I'll keep it simple, or I'll just have a packaged cereal box. You know, like. The little single-sized uh, frosted flakes. Yes. Uh, that's safer. But in general, continental breakfast, no good. I stay away from the microwave also. Yeah. Every time I've opened a microwave in a hotel or a gas Disgusting. station, it looks like a gremlin exploded yeah. in there. What and about— I'm, just, I'm out. I don't, are you a coffee—well, you're drinking coffee right now, so you're a coffee drinker. The coffee makers in hotel rooms, do you trust those, or you go get coffee on the outside? I've always read, heard stories about that, the where that, like, the, like uh, there was certain name brands, I won't even say them, but yeah. they, they had, like, mold or something yeah, inside that's, that's them. that's what I heard, too. And you check them. Yeah. I don't know. I drink radio station coffee, so it really – I grew up with the sea monkeys in my coffee, so Understood. I'm not that worried about it. You know, some people got to do the Starbucks. I don't want to sit in line for four hours. Yeah. You so just I just – I get to wake up. I'm not really there something for hot, flavor. wet, and black, and, and you're, out, you're out the door. Right, exactly. Uh, Dale Jones in studio on the Mark Aram <laughs> Show. Uh, longtime friend of the show. He's at the Punchline tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. Tickets available online at punchline.com. Back to travel. I'm sorry. I'm going to pick your brain. You know, no, I got an expert good. here. Are you – Still of the at, at your not so advanced age, but we're getting up there. I'm 49. 49. Yeah, we're in the same age bracket. When you go to a hotel, are you still taking the shampoo and conditioner with you, like the bottles? Do you, do you take those? I used to do that. Yeah, when I was poor. You don't do it anymore. No, you've I advanced used, past that. What I have learned is I uh, I started traveling with my own sheets. Really? Sometimes. Now that's a good tip. All right, your own sheets. Why? Because uh, one time I pulled the sheets back and there was like mealworms or something it was just messed oh. up yeah but that goes back to comedy condos back in the 90s and 80s where you share like a that. condo with other yeah comics. they yeah. always didn't have somebody clean gotcha. really good and you'd pull the sheet back and you'd see some weird stuff i know? like that bring your own sheets. so a lot of guys start traveling with their own sheets what about pillow do you bring i bring your... my own pillow That's... if i'm if i'm driving see? if i'm at sam on an airplane i don't, don't do, do that because i don't want to drag all that crap around but so the sheets know on a plane just if you're driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So if I'm driving, I'll bring now sheets. Now, that's the kind of insight I I'll need, I'll bring a Dale. pillow. Definitely a pillow because if I'm going to sleep on the road, I want a yeah. pillow. All know? right. Um, and that that's more like home. Okay. I know where the stuff's been. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I see the benefit of that. I might, I'm might. i going to jump on that. All right, uh, one more thing. So I'm, I also – oh, oh, I also won't wear uh, – um, I won't – I'll take my shoes off and I'll walk across the hotel floor. Yeah. And if my socks are dirty, then I know the carpet's filthy and I'll keep my shoes on the whole oh. Oh, look at that little sensei. Uh, I do that, too. You're the, the master, the Gaijing master of uh, of hotel rooms. So I, I want uh, every, well, last uh, December, I drove up to Connecticut with my dog, Bosco. Right. And I was checked into this one hotel. I'm not going to name it the, the, the brand, but I was like, I was just hired, like, to go. And we walk in there, and the dog sniffed for, like, three seconds, and she wouldn't get in the room. She refused to go in. That She smelled the carpet and was like, nope. She a drug dog? 
No. <laughs> but she was like, this is disgusting. Wow. I'm not going. So I had to go back to the front. I'm like, my dog wouldn't even go in this room, man. Whatever's going on in there, like, I want my money back. That's hilarious. Yeah, it was. It, well, I'm glad. And then, I, uh, like, two miles down the road, I found a nicer hotel, and the dog was very happy with that. Uh, Dale Jones in studio. He's at the Punchline tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. Tickets online at punchline.com. Back to the hotel room. You check out of the hotel room. You're there for a weekend. Right. Do you do you leave money for housekeeping? Do you tip housekeeping on the way out? I no, I never don't. Okay, is that a thing? I heard it was a thing a couple really? years ago. Yeah. So what I do, and I'm maybe I'm not tipping enough, but like if I'm there for three nights, I'll leave a five dollar bill on the pillow as I'm leaving. Apparently, that's what you're supposed to do. You put the money on the pillow so they know it's for them. Huh? I don't. And when I work on cruise ships, I'll tip the. Uh, the crew that cleaned my room. Yeah. How is that? Do you do you enjoy doing comedy on the cruise no. ship? No. No, not at all? <laughs> what's, well, what's the story with that? Because I've been on the road for so long, yeah. I like to get in my car and go look at stuff and go see a movie but and bounce around. It's and not relaxing, a, though? Like, what do you, what ship, do you work, three hours a day on the uh, cruise ship? Less than that, but you got to fill all your time. But, yeah, but it's it's Groundhog Day. Yeah, same stuff over Yeah, you're there, there and, and, uh, and the, the people leave and come back, and you're— Still the same. Is it stuff. is it good pay though? I mean, is it? Uh, yeah. Well, you have no expenses, so that's yeah. Cool. It's food and all that. Do yeah. they make you do another job on the ship? No, because I haven't had that. Because I went on a cruise, but they watch my show and go, "I don't want this moron around." <laughs> the, the reason why I ask, I went on an Alaskan cruise. By the way, I recommend doing Alaskan. I've cruise. done Alaskan. Those are amazing. Awesome. So every night we had this fancy dinner, and the sommelier, the wine guy, comes over with a book of wines, and I don't know anything about wine, and he's like pairing wines with he knows everything about wines i'm like this is incredible like the the expertise this guy has at his fingertips he knows everything about i'm like i'm so impressed by this guy the next one that was a dinner the next morning we go to breakfast it's the breakfast buffet i sit down i got my eggs and and potatoes coffee juice guy comes around want you want orange juice grapefruit juice the juice guy is the sommelier Really? He went from being the high-class sommelier to, uh, can I clean your plate, juice guy? Because apparently on those cruises, everyone's got like four jobs. Yeah, they work them to death. Yeah. They work them. I know the cruises that I do. I'm on Carnival, and, yeah. and I will see the same guys do four jobs during the day. And they get yeah. like, they said they get an hour nap or something. They Crazy. said it's important to take that nap because yeah. then they're, yeah, the same guy that's working in the morning at the bar is doing the comedy club at night. Yeah. And then he's doing the uh, the crew bar for everybody else till like 1.30. But, but when you do that, you don't have to do that. You're not working the craps table in the casino. No. All right. They won't even let us gamble. Isn't that See? hilarious? Really? They won't let the comics gamble, that's which probably is probably smart. smart. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, can you hang out one more segment? Of course. All right. Dale Jones in studio. He is now a full-time Georgia resident. He is hilarious. You must go see him at the Punchline tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. Tickets online at punchline.com. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back. Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. Dale Jones, comedian extraordinaire. Instead, I just dubbed you that. Comedian extraordinaire. <laughs> I'm going to put that on my website. And that radio extraordinaire. voice. I got to learn how to spell extraordinaire. Yes. Dale Jones. Uh, he is now living in Jonesboro. 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 He's the local guy, so uh, support him at the Punchline tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. Tickets online at punchline.com. And I was, I'm was i not even kidding. It's nice air-conditioned 
comedy club. Like, get in there and get out of the heat. Yes. Get your back sweat taken care of. They take good care of that place. I've been in comedy clubs where the roof would start leaking, yeah. and then I had to stand in a certain spot so the water wasn't running and in front of my the face. the bucket next to you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like They'd be looking up there, and the water's dripping here. All of a sudden, you're a prop comic. Yeah, you a bucket, and, and i got to move the mic so I don't get electrocuted. <laughs> <laughs> i got a prop comic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I need a watermelon now. Uh, Dale, we love you. We've loved you for years. Uh, folks want to know more about you. Where can we find you on the web, social media, and all that good stuff? Oh, the website is dalejonescomic.com. And make sure you go to DaleJonesComic.com because if you go to DaleJones.com, that's a one-armed juggler out of St. Louis. <laughs> I think I remember you telling right. me about that. That guy's still around, huh? He is. Unbelievable. And he doesn't like me. Bless us heart. I don't know why. Well. I tried to do – I want to do a double show with him. because He's a, he's a juggler, and he, and he has a, a, a smaller arm. Yeah. So, and he juggles – he does fairs and all this stuff. And I want to do a Dale Squared show to where, with you him. know, he can do everything and I can't do anything and yeah. fall off the stage on a unicycle. You know, he's mad at you because he can't slam doors as hard as your stage. I bet that's it. Yeah. That's probably it. Dale, always a pleasure, my friend. <laughs> Thank you so much. And the Instagram and all that stuff's on the website. All it's right. All, it's all DaleJonesComic.com. Yes. There you go. Dale, take care, brother. Thanks for having me. Uh, news, weather, and traffic next. This is The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram, The Mark Aram Show. It's so good to be born in America. Welcome back. Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show uh, coming up on the program in just a couple of minutes. Jim Beaver, uh, who is Ellsworth in uh, the Deadwood TV show, is going to join us. An interview I did a couple of years ago with him because the Deadwood movie premieres tonight on HBO. I'm so excited. Not half as excited I am as to welcome back Brittany Tannenbaum to the studio fresh off of the year out. Your West Coast swing. Oh, yes. How was it? You were out in L.A.? You were, t- you were I hobnobbing? I was. Um, I Spent about maybe 24 hours there. Yeah. Um, so got a lot done. Fresh off the plane, went to go interview Ron Howard for his new Pavarotti film. Uh, the, the iconic uh, opera singer, he kind of brings his legacy and life to the big screen. Yeah. He's an awesome guy. Pavarotti uh, or Ron and, Howard? I mean, both. <laughs> yeah. Pavarotti was amazing, was an amazing man, but Ron Howard's just a chill dude. Yeah. Um, he's filming something here in Atlanta, I think, right now. Not sure if he'll continue his projects because of we'll you know, the whole abortion yeah. law, but we'll see. Um, and, uh, yeah, he just is super, super chill and a great guy. And um, I interviewed him over at the London in West Hollywood and then is left. at a hotel? Yes, the ho- yeah. a, a really kind of fancy, chic fancy hotel. Schmancy. Yes. And then um, later that day I went over uh, to my hotel at the Montage, beautiful hotel, yeah. Um Took a van to go see the screening of Aladdin, which was awesome, and uh, then interviewed the cast the next morning and um, got to meet Guy Ritchie, who was pretty cool. I was wearing this uh, this turquoise-ish, jasmine-inspired uh, necklace, 
And he's like, oh, you got your Jasmine vibes here. Nice. Yeah. That's oh, I a, do impersonations, too. I don't know that if you know that. Good. Yeah. That was good. He's Madonna's ex-husband, right? Oh, yeah. Guy Ritchie? Mm-hmm. That's pretty he cool. He has five kids, too. So I think post-Madonna. All of this on the Mark Aram show is dying, by the way, folks. We fly <laughs> Brittany out to L.A. to do all of this stuff. Exactly. And then Access Atlanta and WSB TV get some stuff as well. Right. All right, real quick. we got about yes. a minute. Uh, Atlanta Food and Wine Festival Atlanta this weekend. That's food, the big thing, right? Yes, huge thing. And they have all kinds of events and classes and dinners. And it's a whole weekend full of all of this just food and wine uh, every day. So ticket prices vary depending on what you want to do. But um, it looks like a great time. I've actually never been, but I know you've been a few times. Yes. So definitely go check that out if you have the time. Um, another thing to talk about is the Alpharetta Brew Moon Fest. If you live mm. out in Alpharetta, Jekyll Brewing Company, they are a a beer company, and they're going to be serving up their own beer. They're going to have food, music. You can bring your own chairs or purchase a table if you're bringing a few friends. Individual tickets for that are going to run you about 10 bucks. Very cool. Yeah, and um, I know you say people that listen to the show don't, like, work out. They'd rather drink. (laughs) Well, the... the the host of the show certainly doesn't, so I don't know. I can't speak for the listeners, but okay. something active? Yeah, so they have um, some free workout classes on the Beltline. They offer all kinds of stuff like yoga and biking and boot camp. Maybe I should just kind of sign you up for something that. and send as you out I'll there. I'll work out on the Beltline so we can go eat on the Beltline after. Sure. I'll promise you to uh, some drinks at maybe like Lady Bird or something. Sure. Fancy and just to see a schwitz and then drink a beer. <laughs> Go get my back sweat going again. Exactly. Uh, excellent. All right. Uh, all this stuff available on WSBTV.com and Access Atlanta social media-wise. Where are you at? Yes, at Access ATL. And uh, follow us on Instagram. Check us out on things to do on WSBTV.com. Have a great weekend. I forget. Do you want people to follow you personally on? Sure. What, Why what's not? Your, what's your handle? Um, at Brit Elise. See, I was named after my... Uncle Isaac, whose name was with an I. So oh, everyone gets confused that, you know, Elise is supposed to be with an A, but, yeah. you know, want to be a little different. You parents want to be a little different. So. Welcome back to the East Coast, buddy. Thank you. Shabbat Shalom. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> All right, loyal listeners of the Mark Aram Show know that uh, Loti and myself have an unhealthy relationship with a television show that went by the name of Deadwood. In our opinions, it's the greatest thing to ever grace the small screen. We are honored to have Ellsworth joining us on the program, actor Jim Beaver. Mr. Beaver, it is truly an honor and a privilege, my friend. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm very flattered. But uh, the fact is, uh, Deadwood was uh, probably the greatest experience of my acting career, and uh, it's an honor to be part of it. So uh, thank you very much. Yeah, I mean... It was just tremendous television, episode after episode after episode, in only three brief seasons. And and your character Ellsworth was just you know there weren't that many lovable characters on Deadwood, but Ellsworth was definitely a lovable guy. Well, uh, he certainly had, I think, maybe the greatest character arc in television history because he went from this dirtbag to <laughs> married to the richest woman in town. Say that it was like Gabby Hayes ending up marrying Dale Evans. Very good uh, analogy. It it, uh, it was unexpected and and oh, so much fun to play. So, all right, in the in the pilot episode, you're, you're one of the first characters we see in Deadwood. You're at the uh, gym. You're you're drinking with Al Swearingen, and at that point, you you seem to be like uh, you know a, a kind of minor character. Did you know the character arc you were going to have as the seasons progressed? No, not at all. I uh, uh, 
by the time I was halfway through shooting the first season, I I, I had sort of resigned myself to being this occasional uh, uh, foil for other characters, and uh, uh, and that was fine. That was going to be that was going to be just great because I was I knew I was part of something wonderful, uh, but I had no idea where that character was going. Uh, but the fact is, on that show, almost none of us knew where our characters were going. Uh, because uh, the way the show was created was, um, at least from our perspective, the actor's perspective, was very much uh, off the cuff, and uh, you didn't know from day to day what was going to happen next. There was no discussion of, well, in season two you'll be doing this or that. Um, you just showed up for work and they handed you new pages, and uh, you said the lines as best you could, and uh, sometimes you were surprised as much as the audience was. Um, yeah, it was a grand experience. We're talking to uh, Jim Beaver, actor. He was Ellsworth on uh, Deadwood. And no spoilers in case, uh, I don't, can't believe anyone hasn't seen the show yet, but um, there's been talk of a Deadwood movie. I, w- I would imagine you wouldn't be a part of that, but have you heard anything about a possible Deadwood movie? Well, there have been rumors ever since we went off the air that something was going to happen. Uh uh, I know that uh, a couple of years ago they came very close to making something happen, and then uh, uh, apparently one of the one of the two or three studios that had some sort of legal attachment to the program uh, backed out. I really don't know where it stands now. I'll I'll be delighted. And I'll be astonished if it happens. Yeah, as as would I. I'm truly my favorite show of all time. As an actor, I mean, the the scenes and the sets of Deadwood were, you know, the thoroughfare was muddy and everyone was grimy. As an actor, was it as as a tough a deal as I would imagine it would be to, to be acting in those conditions, or or you guys separated and you know and had a little bit of a comfort creature comforts off offset? Well, you know, you're you're uh, you've got this filthy. A thoroughfare full of uh, mud and God knows what else, <laughs> and uh, uh, but uh, you know, a hundred yards away was uh, um, uh, a parking lot full of trailers <laughs> that we could escape to. So um, uh, yeah, you know, it was filthy, but we didn't have to. Uh, we didn't have to live in it after work. So uh, um, and you know, uh, we we do sacrifice for our art. Uh, and the fact that we got to play cowboy. It was, I mean, I, 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 to this day, I've seen every episode 20 times, and I still have them. Uh, I have the DVDs. I've got them on my DVR. I'll just throw them on on occasion and just check it out. I mean, truly, absolutely in love with that show. So thank you for spending some time to talk about Deadwood because we are just huge fans of that. That being said, you've got some uh, lead roles and some upcoming fills. Tell us about it. Got a picture that's out right now uh, called Crimson Peak, which uh, is a real change of pace from Deadwood for me. I uh, I spend uh, most of the movie in white tie and tails, so uh, um, uh, there um, uh, there wasn't a muddy thoroughfare to be seen. <laughs> uh, you did wear white gloves in one episode of Deadwood, though, in the wedding episode. Oh, I wore lavender gloves. <laughs> oh, lavender, lavender that's mittens. right. <laughs> <laughs> they're uh, they're the de rigor in New York. Yeah, they're de rigor in New York. Uh, I uh, uh, Crimson Peak is is a, a, a gothic romance with ghosts, and 
it's about as far a cry from Deadwood as you can imagine. Uh, although they don't take part, they don't take place too far apart in in time. Uh, oh, so it's a period piece. Okay. It's a period piece set in 1901, and uh, I play a very wealthy guy who has a uh, uh, a lovely, ambitious uh, daughter, and uh, a couple of nasty people from England show up and uh, make trouble for all of us. So uh, it's eerie and spooky and uh, incredibly beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen, much less worked on. Um, and it's scary. So that's and Crimson it's Peak. It's in theaters now. What about the uh, the Frontier? What's that about? The Frontier is uh, is a, a complete change of pace for me. It's a it's a little independent film uh, directed by Orange Shy, and uh, it's a it's a crime thriller set in the 1970s, and uh, uh, it's a, a a bunch of people stuck in a diner in the desert. Uh, doing really nasty things to each other, um, and I'm—it's uh, conceivable that I'm the nastiest of the bunch. It's—it's <laughs> um, uh, it's quite a change of pace. I really—I really enjoyed making that film, and I've, it's on the festival circuit now. And I hope—I uh, hope we'll be in theaters before long. Uh, Mr. Beaver, I, I can't thank you enough for for joining us. Um, you have brought so much joy into my life. With the Deadwood series, I could never repay you uh, for being a, a part of the greatest television show ever. So on behalf of myself and all the loyal fans out there, bless you. Thank you so much. And no matter what you do for here and the rest of the career, we are with you. We're on your back. We're going to see whatever you're in because you are our beloved Ellsworth. Well, thank you, man. I really appreciate that. Real quick, can uh, folks find you on social media? Where can we, where can we hook up with you? Oh, yeah, I'm incredibly accessible on the social media. Uh, my Twitter handle is JumbleJim, J-U-M-B-L-E-J-I-M. And, uh, and I'm on Facebook and um, that, uh, uh, that Instagram thing, although <laughs> I don't do much there. All right. Well, I'm around. We'll, we'll follow you again. Thank you for spending time with us. We are huge fans. Best of luck in the future, Mr. Jim Beaver. Thanks much. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back. Final segment of The Mark Aram Show. Chuck and I are going to get speedy tickets racing home to catch the Deadwood finale. I'm very excited about that. Chuck, uh, we're going to be texting like teenage girls during Absolutely. this day. Absolutely. Do you want to, you want to be on that text thread, Longoria? <laughs> right? I, I do, yeah. Yeah, if you want to do it, we'll do don't a show wide. Don't, 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 don't bother, bother me. Don't bother oh, me. Oh, will you send us uh, legitimately? I mean, I'm not <laughs> being a creep about it. I want to see the costumes from your yeah. Deadwood I'll party. Post it on, I'll post it on social. How about well, that? Well, let, let's give us a preview. She sent a preview to your friend. <laughs> preview. Oh, oh, not right, not sure. just yours, like ever, like whatever your husband's wearing. If oh, he's, he's not coming, yeah. If he's dressing up as Saul Star or right. whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. I don't know. We, we got to get out of here. I can't waste any more time. Let's do Star of the Show, Longoria. And now, are you guys ready for the Mark Aram Star of the Show? Uh, well, all of us get one. We did great this week, and we, we are still on the air. We're going to be on the air next week. We have, we, we have a talk show. We have a talk show at Monday have... through Friday. 
Not it's everybody to, gets one. Not everyone gets it, and not everyone keeps them. No, we've got don't. one. Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. on WSB, so we're all stars of the show. We'll continue the conversation uh, on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. Facebook, Mark Aram WSB, and you know what? It's time to go to sleep, little baby. Go to sleep, you little baby. George likes his chicken spicy. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the all-sweet Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network, and it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.